And now, as the dice roll. Brought to you today by... The Lord in Timepiece. They never tell correct time. And they'll probably cause cataclysmic disaster. But man, are they fancy. Previously on Cautious Optimism. You have the strangest dream. There's someone floating outside the window. It's the chief engineer that you just met, and she's dead. In light of recent discoveries that the time dilation is accelerating and is unstable, it's time to reassess all the ideas we've had before and come up with new ones on how to get out of this mess. We might be able to open a wormhole inside the bubble that we could fly the cautious optimism through. Our ship runs on chloro drives. Should we feed our microorganisms a proper diet, we could generate enough power to potentially get the time dilation system on. There is a terrible explosion. You see Argbarzu floating amongst the debris. Hello, Cautious Optimism. Aurora Borealis Shand. A human woman. I'm not interested in, in selling this ship. She has a huge smile on her face. She was, she's very important to me. Hank Crawford. Engineers. Bad news, good news. Uh, bad news, fuel leak. Coming and going from the spaceport. Good news, I found duct tape. Cayenne Brunt. A mature. I am a doctor. A nine foot tall, four armed creature. I don't care if they call me, hey, you, just let me do my job. Rico. Humanoid. I'm observing you. Cat person. It's for science. Toss. A slimy, gelatinous. Mm, What are you hauling? Goo thing. Thank you, Cautious Optimism. Welcome to the station. Captain Rory Shand issued a 72-hour time limit to get everything ready for go time. And everybody was seemed pretty on board with that. So we're going to fast forward, unless anyone has any objections, to day three. Because we pretty much played out day one, and I think day two would mostly have just been more of the same. Moving supplies onto the ship, Hank and Fanglore reinforcing the ship with metal plating. Just kind of a lot of like work, so you can imagine a montage of everybody working hard uh, for that second day. Then on the third day, you guys find yourselves in the conference room where the station's crew likes to have their staff meetings. And it's about 9 a.m. local time, although time is all weird <laughs> in this situation. But at 9 a.m., lead scientist Sihi Fee says, well, thank you all for coming to the staff meeting. I know we've all been working very hard getting ready to evacuate the station, and I just wanted to take a moment to get a status update from everyone. Let's start with the reinforcing of the ship's hull. Hank, how has that been going? I don't know. How has it been going? Um, it's been going great. You guys have gotten enough that you think you're good. 
I didn't know if I needed to roll or not there. So That's okay. We'll just assume it's all been going very well because you guys have had plenty of time. To yeah. Well, yeah. having adequate time and adequate supplies to work with, the, shi- uh, the ship is looking much sturdier. The space station, not so much as he points to various holes in the room. Yes, yes, that is unfortunate, but sacrifices had to be made. Very good. And Dr. Harfu Dahl, I assume you guys have been able to load up all the supplies and everything onto the ship. And he says, pretty much, we're still in the process of getting their chloro drive up to full power. We need a little more time because we have to feed the fruits and vegetables into the drive slowly enough for them to metabolize it. And then we can give them another batch. But we should be good to go in about six hours. And he looks over to Rico and says, would you agree, Rico? Yes, yes, six hours sounds good at the rate we've been going. She's sort of peering at a pad and like maybe running some cross jacks on a spreadsheet or something. Yeah, six hours. Sounds good. And then he looks over to Hank and he says, this might be a good time for you to start integrating your ship's power into the station's power so that uh, you can use your chloro drive to power the wormhole generating experiment. Precisely what I'd had in mind. I plan on getting on the work of that immediately. See, he fee says, okay, okay, that sounds good. So we're going to have the chloro drive up to full power later today. We're going to get it plugged into my wormhole generator. We're going to fire up the wormhole generator and beam your ship outside the time bubble with all of us on board, of course. And then we'll be able to fly away from here and leave this station and all this time craziness behind us. I don't know what the long-term solution for the station is going to be. We'll have to have some kind of science council and discuss plans on how to come back and rescue the science experiments and everything on board. But we can worry about that at a a later date. Quick offside. Remind me again, is this space station inside or outside the Federation? It's inside the League of Planets, yeah. And the Dulonians and everyone here are members of the League of Planets. So after she finishes saying that, the Lorndon scientist, Harvu Urs, raises all three of his hands, and he says, I'd like to load my chrono modification field generator onto the cautious optimism so we can take it with us. It's a very expensive and important piece of scientific equipment, but nobody's had time to help me with that, so can we get that going today? And he looks around the table at everyone. Is that the machine that calls the time bubble? Yes. Then you can figure out a way to come get it. We're leaving it here. No, we can't leave it here. It's incredibly important. I'll help you load it in. Uh-oh. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Finally, somebody with some intelligence. Rico looks over at the captain and raises an eyebrow, questioningly. <laughs> I wink reassuringly. Okay. <laughs> Rico sort of smiles to herself and goes back to look at her pad. Yeah, let's go take a look at it. Fantastic. Follow me. So he leads Rory down to the science lab. And as you enter the lab, you see what looks like a giant sphere, bigger than a human, you know, like 10 feet tall, which is about three meters tall. And when I say tall, I really mean in every direction, in every dimension, because it is spherical. And it has a lot of moving parts, little gizmos and doodads attached to it that are all moving and spinning and whizzing and whirling. And it emits an odd glowing light, and it's hovering off the floor as if it was floating in midair. And there's also some cabling attached to it from the station. And he looks at you and he says, now, as soon as we detach these cables, the anti-grav field is going to fail and it's going to fall on the ground. 
So the first thing we need to do is find a hover dolly that we can put under it to carry it out. I don't have one, but I assume you must have one for your ship. Why is this thing on? Why is it running? Because I'm doing experiments with it. Have you unplugged it since this whole fiasco started? No, I wouldn't be able to continue my work if it was unplugged. I go over to where it's unplugged up and I unplug it. Oh, uh, okay. So he goes to stop you. And I think we need to do like a dexterity competition, I guess. (laughs) See who. (laughs) Uh, Wow. Okay. I'm going to. I'd be so irritated if I unplug this thing and the whole time bubble goes off. I'd be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> that was all it took. Just unplug the thing. All right. Are we opposing dex checks? Yeah. How do we roll in Discord again? You got to do like an exclamation mark first. It's exclamation point roll space 3d6 altogether. All right. And I'm going to declare he has a dexterity of 10. So let's okay. see how he does. Failed by three. I passed by two. Okay, so he tries to stop you, but his roly-poly London body is far too slow. And you get over there and unplug the cabling, at which point the machine stops glowing, and it falls to the ground and kind of makes a clank noise. And he screams, No! What have you done? It was in the middle of doing an experiment. Did you, I, I have to start it all over. And there was nothing to catch it. Oh, I hope it wasn't damaged. Are you fool? Well, now it looks like you can take it apart and scavenge the best pieces of it. And the good news is, is that you do lots of time experiments. So I'm sure you can figure out something to get your time back or whatever. I just leave the room as I'm, as I'm muttering, walk away. <laughs> as you're leaving the room, he calls out, I thought you were going to help me. I thought you were a good scientist. Where is Kayun about this time? I think he is probably stocking up any surplus medical supplies that they have in case he needs to act quickly in case there's a problem. And I think over the course of the last day or so, he has dropped by Hank quite a bit. <laughs> Just kind of like peeked in the room. Okay, he's still there. All right. Goes back to what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so, and as you're doing your work on your medical supplies, you're suddenly overcome by an almost uncontrollable rage that you don't understand where it's coming from, but you're extremely angry and you hear the words echoing in your mind. She has no idea how important this is. And then suddenly the anger and voices and everything disappear. He's very confused by all of this, but he doesn't feel like he has a lot of time to worry about it now. He knows that once they get out of this, he's going to have to do some major figuring out what in the hell is going on with him, but he just kind of tries to shake it off and keep going. Very good. So Kyan is working on some medical supplies. Where is Rory going after the altercation with the Lorndon? Probably just back to the to oversee stuff getting loaded onto the Optimism. And what about Hank? I imagine Hank is still working with Fanglor, reinforcing the ship. No, we had to progress to tying the chloro drives in. So that would be some tricky electronics or electrician type work. Let's go ahead and make a roll and see if you're going to electrocute yourself or anything while you do that. Again, I think that's going to be under mechanicing less so than engineering, but it's the same role. So. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. One, two, five. Success by eight. 
not only do you not electrocute yourself, but everything is going really well. You very quickly got a grasp on how the station's electronics are laid out and are expertly combining your stuff with their stuff. And it's all just going fantastically well. And you're a little surprised. Let's go over to Rico. What's Rico up to? Just supervising the final sort of chlorodrive drive being brought up to its full power, I think. Making sure that all of the little things are eating all of their little stuff and it's all going well. That's, that's where she would be, I think. Rico, you've been doing that for a little while now. And you hear a voice that you recognize as the Lorndon hollering from somewhere else inside the ship. Cat person! Cat person? She completely ignores somebody who's not going to even bother referring to her by her name. (laughs) She's busy. She's got stuff to do. She completely ignores him. It continues, and the sound of the voice is increasing and decreasing as he wanders around the ship, getting closer or farther away. You just keep hearing, cat person? Cat person? She's busy. She's going to completely ignore him. She's she's concentrating on these little microbes that are making the ship running. She's got a job. And if he didn't bother learning her name, that's rude. A few minutes later, Hank, as you're working on the wiring, the Lorndon trots up to you and says, Excuse me, human uh, man? I'll slide out from whatever I'm working on on my creeper and looking up at him. Yes, hello. Where Where is your scientist? She was checking on the chloro organisms to see how they were munching down properly last I heard. Why? Well, I, I was looking for her, and I, I wandered around your ship for a while. I couldn't find your your chloro drive or the scientist. I, I hollered out, but she didn't answer. Are you sure she's on the ship? She was the last I checked. I mean, I've been a little busy under here trying to make our exodus work. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, very good. You go back to to your grease monkey business and I'll see if I can find her. Absolutely. Have a good day, Humpty. What? <laughs> I, is that is that a is that human slang? Yes, it means strange round friend. Huh. Okay, well, that's oddly appropriate. And he turns in and walks away, back up towards the ship. And so after a moment's respite, Rico, you hear the voice calling out again. Cat scientist person. What? Oh, oh, you are here. Good. Where, where are you? I'm very busy. I'm very busy. I'm trying to get the engine fixed. You're the only one on your crew of any intelligence. Please, I'd very much like to speak with you. And I'm very busy. What is your problem? <laughs> as you as you're talking, you hear his voice getting closer. He's clearly following the sound of your voice to locate you, and he, he calls out. I would like to ask for your cooperation in going over some of my research. Now? Yes, yes, now. We have to do it before we leave the station and the gravity field behind. I I may not have an opportunity to complete my experiments again. Oh, dear me. Um, like I, I, We're all quite busy at the moment trying to make sure that we actually get off the station. It doesn't seem like the ideal time. I mean, far be it for me to stand in the way of science, but it doesn't seem like the ideal time to be messing with further experiments. So he finally finds the room you're in and, and walks in, and he looks at you and says, you don't understand how important this research is to me. And he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a little iPad-like device, and he hands it to you, and on it is a picture 
of a young Lorndon laying in what looks like a hospital bed with a lot of equipment hooked up to them. And he says, this is my niece. And when I saw her, before we got trapped in the time bubble and everything, she was very ill. And the disease she has is mutating faster than our medical computers can keep up with the mutations, faster than we can cure it. There's no computer in the League of Planets powerful enough or fast enough to cure this disease. This is why it's so important to me that I find a way to build a faster computer. That's why I'm doing the experiments with time. I put the fastest computers we have inside a time bubble, speed up time for them, and maybe they'd be fast enough to cure my niece. Well, okay, I understand your motivation here, but you've caused a very big problem already. And you've been away for two years. Have you had any contact with her in that time? No, we can't get communications in or out of this time bubble. You guys experienced that when we tried to warn you as you approached and you just heard it as a beep. But if she is still alive, the only thing that can cure her is my experiment. Successfully working. That seems like a very big if, I'm afraid to say. You've been gone for a very long time and you've caused this enormous problem that's about to sacrifice a whole space station and this whole section of this quadrant. Like, I don't think you've been taking appropriate care with these experiments. Rigorous safety protocols are extremely important. Rigorous safety protocols get in the way of results. Surely, as a fellow scientist, you have experienced times when your experiments, your research was slowed or halted altogether by bureaucracy and unnecessary red tape. I mean, we've all been frustrated, but at no point have I accidentally stranded an entire space station in the middle of a time bubble. Well, you make it sound like a terrible thing. Everyone is fine. We're all alive. Well, shoot. Except the people who aren't alive. And we don't know that we're going to get out of this. I really think we need to concentrate on getting out of all of this in one piece. There's a good chance we might all die. I can't do this experiment anywhere else. I need the gravitational pull of these three stars. If we leave this place, they may not ever let me come back here. No, I should think not. <laughs> and that's exactly why I have to finish my experiments now. Before we leave, this may be my final chance. And you may make the whole thing even worse. I'm sorry, but I cannot possibly help you with this. There's lots of people on this station, including all of us, my crew, my friends. I can't possibly help you do something that might make the whole situation worse. You clearly don't understand exactly what it is you're messing with, or else you wouldn't have caused this problem in the first place. My niece is not the only one to have this illness. You talk about the lives of the people on the station. There are hundreds of people on Lorinda who have this same disease. If the work I'm doing can cure my niece, it can cure all of them. So would you compare the lives of hundreds of Lorndons to the handful of people on the station? 
I'm not engaging in a moral philosophy lecture here. We're on a strict timetable. I'm sorry, but I can't help you. I won't help you. I need to get, make sure that this uh, chlorodrive is op working optimally and that Hank hooks it in correctly to the other system. We need to concentrate on leaving this place. He takes the iPad and puts it back in his pocket. And he says, I had hoped that as a scientist, you would understand. But you're as ignorant as all the rest. And he storms off. Really? <laughs> and Hank, wherever you are, you again feel this wave of emotion and rage and a hint of sadness. And kind. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Just double checking, making sure. <laughs> yep. No, you're right. I meant Kyan. I'm going to go back to saying Joe's character. Um <laughs> Kyan feels this rage of emotion, anger, and a little sadness, and after a moment, it disappears. It's always the Lorndons. Always. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of As the Dice Roll. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Cautious Optimism. We've got a contest. Go follow us on Twitter. Retweet the pinned tweet on the As the Dice Roll account at As the Dice Roll RP. Tweet it with the hashtag As the Dice Roll, and you'll be entered to win the What Is Not OSHA Van t shirt. You can be entered once a day from now until Monday, October 25th, which is right around the corner. Remember, you must follow the As the Dice Roll Twitter account and include the hashtag As the Dice Roll to qualify. The winner will be announced on the October 26th episode of What Is Not. And if you want to see an image of what the van looks like, go check out our Instagram at AsTheDiceRoll. We're talking zombies on Geektitude through the end of October. Last week, we talked about zombies in love with pride and prejudice in zombies and warm bodies. And Katie, who plays Beth over on What Is Not, will be joining me once again this week as we talk about zombie comedies, Zombieland and Little Monsters. If you're looking to hear more from the rest of the crew, you can check out all the other fun projects we have out there. Bam and Todd co-host a podcast about Farming Simulator called Farming Simulated. You can also listen to Todd on his podcast, Nerdberg Review, Kelly on Mating Habits of the Modern Geek, and if you are into World of Warcraft, make sure to catch Raven on Girls Gone Wow. If you want to chat with us in real time, go check out our Slack channel over on the geek to geek Media Network Slack which you can find by going to the Contact Us tab on the network website at geek2geekmedia.com. While you're there, you can also join the geek to geek Media Discord server. And finally, you can always email us at podcast at asthedicerollcast.com or leave us a voice message by clicking on the link on our website at asthedicerollcast.com. I may even include your comments in the mid-show intermission. That's it for me this week. I'll be back on Tuesday, October 26th with a new episode of What Is Not? And then again on Friday, October 29th, with the next episode of Cautious Optimism. Until then, let's see what trouble that pesky Lorden's getting into, right after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the Geek2Geek Media Network, a community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community all dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like video games, Star Wars, comics, 
movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu. Keanu Reeves, new, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep, and each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com and escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. Is the captain on the ship? Yes. So Rico's probably going to sort of hail the captain. Uh, this is... Captain, go ahead. Um, I just have that London down here. The scientist one with the time thing. Yeah. He's just been trying to convince me to help him bring his time thing and finish his time experiments because of some sub story about his niece who apparently is dying. I didn't agree to help him. Good. But I think you should be aware because I don't know whether he might try to get in the way or take some other action or cause trouble generally. I just thought you should be aware. Okay, I'll go take care of it. He stormed off somewhere. I'll find it. Because Kyan is doing what I'm doing. I go and get Kyan because we're just overseeing stuff being loaded onto the ship in various departments. So we could take a break from that. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, so I go find Kyan. Okay. Hey, would you mind accompanying me? Sure, what's up? I need to go find this Lorndon. Okay. So I'll play the hits. The Lorndon is... He had the. I went into his lab. He had the, this experiment running at the time, and said he hadn't cut it off since the time bubble started. But he wanted us to to lower it down quietly and take it on the ship so he could continue his experiments. And so I just on a lark went and unplugged it because we hadn't tried that, and I was going to be real upset if I unplugged it and the whole time bubble went away. Um. <laughs> so and also, we don't have time to be running experiments, and so I just kind of left him there, and he was pretty pissed. And so now I just heard from Rico that he's gone to her to try to get her to help him. And she's concerned that because he's telling her some sort of sob story that he might be out to potentially get in the way, cause trouble, sabotage the ship. I don't know. But, but at the very least, I want to go find him and make sure he's not doing that. Would you please come with me? Of course. And Kyan grabs the same tranquilizer that he used on the kid behind the baby shoe factory. to make sure that they can put him to sleep if he resists, because Kyan is a little over Lorndon scientists, and he is really kind of done Same. with a lot of things that are Lorndon-related. Okay. So we go and search for our Lorndon friend. Well, you don't have to go far, because in the Cautious Optimism's cargo bay, you find him with one of your dollies that you've been using to load material onto the Cautious Optimism, and he's apparently trying to figure out how to work it. And he's just sitting there pushing buttons, trying to get it to roll. He's trying to push it off of the ships, obviously, so he can use it to, you know, pick up his time machine and carry it back here or whatever. Hey. <laughs> oh, good. You're here. Can you show me how to work this thing? Yeah, no. Listen, you got to give this stuff up, man. You got to quit bothering my engineers and scientists and stuff. It's over. You're going to have to try again later. There's not going to be a later. They'll never let me come back here. Well, then try it again somewhere else. Or don't try it again. That would be my optimal outcome. The Mator might understand. You're a doctor, right? Surely you know what it's like to do experiments and research and have other people get in your way. 
I absolutely do. I've had a lot of hardship that I think a lot of people don't understand. And I completely understand where you're coming from. But I'd like to put it in this way. If we can't get out of here, you can't get out of here. And if you can't get out of here, any research you have done can't get out of here. And therefore, what you're trying to do is going to be for not regardless. So I am going to roll diplomacy. <laughs> okay. And that is an 11, and my diplomacy is 13, so it's a success by two. So he stops working the controls of the hover dolly, and he looks down at the floor for a moment. And in that moment, Kayun feels another wave of emotion. This one is sadness and disappointment with a tinge of anger. And you hear the words, I have to find another way. And then the feelings all disappear again. And he looks up and he says, very well. And then he leaves the hover dolly behind and he starts walking off the ship. Is he still within earshot? He can be, if you want to say something. No, I don't want I don't want him to be. <laughs> okay, I mean, you can wait. Like, he's leaving. So you can wait until he's away, out of earshot. Okay. And All right. <laughs> so I turn to Kyan and I say, thanks, Kyan. I was about to uh, score a field goal with this little round guy. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to come up with some sports reference, but that just doesn't, that's just not something I am capable of. <laughs> Kanye says, okay, so we may have a problem. I head it to the pile, man. What's up? <laughs> I have been getting flashes of emotion that I think might be from this Lorndon guy. I don't know what those drugs did to me when we were trying to alter them, but I'm getting precognitive dreams and I'm getting emotional feedback from people and I, I don't know what's going on, but I do know that he just has this feeling of trying something else. I don't think he's given up on this. Wait a minute. Your first dream was, I thought, a prediction, right? Right. But if you're feeling what he's feeling in real time, were you perhaps dreaming about a plan he was making? Oh, God. Because there's no way he could have had any emotion or reaction to the engineer being killed before it happened, unless he knew it was going to happen. I don't know that he knew it was going to happen because I didn't feel his emotion. I've been feeling his emotion in addition to also having these weird dreams. <sighs> Kyan, are we going to have to just kill this guy? Or do you think the other scientists on this space station will help us? I think that that's our last chance. Otherwise, I'm tranking this guy and we're just going to basically kidnap him off this station because this is ridiculous. Or we can leave him here. I am so done with unethical scientific practices, and it seems to be very prevalent among the Lorndon people. Yeah, I agree. I'm not going to say it's all Lorndons, but just everyone I've ever met. Okay, so let's go find <laughs> the scientists that are left. Okay, so I think they probably split up and plot an intervention. Yeah, that's our goal is to go talk to the other scientists to let them know what's going on with their guy. Okay, so like who... Because I imagine they're all spread out in different places. Whoever seems in charge, I can't remember. Th these names are beautiful, Todd, but I can't remember them. Whoever's the one that's in charge <laughs> is the one I'll go to. That would be lead scientist Sihi Fee. Yes. Okay, I'll go to her. Or we can both go to her. Yeah, let's start there. Yeah. Okay, so Rory and Kayun, you both find Sihi Fee in her science lab on the station. She's got a hover dolly with a bunch of boxes and she's very clearly just packing up her stuff and loading it up on the hover dolly. And as you walk in, she says, oh, hello. 
Is everything going okay? We have a situation. <laughs> Tell me about it. Well, we have <laughs> we have multiple situations. We have an additional situation that you may not be aware of. Your London scientist has been a bit of a problem. You don't say. Yeah, and I have a sinking suspicion due to some information that I'm getting from my medical officer here that he's probably not done. We think he might try to stop us, sabotage us, do something because he's obsessed with this experiment of his. I understand that he is abrasive and rude and obsessed with his work, but I don't think he's going to try to sabotage our escaping the station or anything. And what are you basing that assumption on? He wants to get off the station, too, I'm sure. Nobody wants to be trapped here, especially alone, if we all leave without him. I mean, I think you're overreacting. Okay, I've done my part. I've told you. Good job packing there. That's a well-packed hover dolly. You did a good job. I'm impressed. Well, thank you. That's an odd thing to say, but thank you. Yeah, well. All right, then. It's like I sort of like just touch guy by one of his, arm, his lower arms and go, well, we got to get back to that loading up the ship. So thanks for the meeting. As you're saying that, the lights, the whole time you've been here, the lighting has been very dim because of the lack of power. They've been on emergency lighting. All of a sudden, the regular lights kick in. The room becomes very brightly lit. And you hear a lot of machines starting to turn on throughout the station that you hadn't heard before. Normal, regular machines that would be running when a space station is fully operational, but they've been shut down because of the lack of power. They suddenly kick on. For a moment, everything on the station seems great. And then there is a terrible exploding sound, a loud boom, a flash of bright white light. You've been listening to As the Dice Roll. The As the Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at darrencurtismusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at comicbox.libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at msedwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at geek to geekmediacom If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs, social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com. He is abrasive and rude and obsessed with his work. have to find another way. I'm a little busy under here trying to make our exit this work.